Welcome to the podcast. It's Big Red Zone. I'm your host, as always, Big Red. Really? I'm joined with, yes. I am oh. joined with James. That's new news to AKA me. AKA Jameson. Oh, classic. I like it. JK, AKA JK. The one seed. Yes, He's, that is he true. He got the first round by. AKA the guy who hates snow. Yeah. AKA Jimothy. Hello. What's up? How are you, James? How are you today? Cold. It is freezing up here. It's cold, and I'm done with snow. I yeah, I'm good. Thanks. We are coming to you uh, usually a day later. Uh, it was if you don't know, uh, it was a pretty snowy. I'm pretty sure all of our listeners know. Oh, sure we got some were. people overseas. Okay, no, no, you're you're, so you're correcting me. That's true. So we yeah. got some we got some bad snow that came in the yesterday and really inconvenient. Yeah, very inconvenient. So we had to come in today and. Uh, but we're here, still here before the Thursday night games, yeah, which that's was the big. big for us. Um, and we're excited to talk about this week, uh, big week in football. Yeah. Um, there is, you know, we have a classic segment we're bringing back for the NBA season that we did. We did it for the NFL yep. up to the hype. And then James is going to walk us through his power and NHL power rankings so far yep. in this season. Uh, and then we'll close out with a great people's topic. It's a highly debated topic that we'll tell you at the end of the show. Uh, without further ado, let's get right into it with Weekend Recap. Weekend Recap. So, for the first game, uh, it was really, it was probably the game of the week for many people. It was uh, Ravens 49ers game. Fantastic, uh, fantastic, game. probably the best game so far. This really proves this game really proves honestly that I I still have to say you could replay that game fifty times and they'd have twenty five wins each side. That was such a close game. It was it was a back and forth game. Uh, the Forty oh, yeah. Nineers were the, uh, really really challenged the Ravens, um, and as we thought, they have a really good defense. But I I thought this would be what the Patriots would like. I thought this was the type of game that the Patriots yeah. would be in when they play them. But it's it's it was really great. It was a really great game on both sides of the football for 49ers and the uh, Ravens. Both yeah. defenses really stepped up. In no one area did any team fail. What I liked is they were both great all around. Yeah. I, I didn't see any glaring issues. I mean, there were so. sh- some shortcomings uh, well. in some places. Um, like, uh, and I mean, you could just say, like, if we're looking offensively, you could just say it was because of um, great uh, defense. But, you know, Jimmy Jimmy G only had, like, 100 and, what was it, 160 yards? 165, pass, yeah. Passing yards and at one TD. Uh, the good part of it was um, but they had their a running, running game, game was really good. Um What's his name? Uh, Raheem. Raheem. Mostert. Yeah, Mostert. he had Mostert. a big, big day. He had almost 150 yeah. yards and a touchdown. Is, Part of that was a big run. Averaging 7.7. Part of that, that was is. they had he had a huge run for the touchdown. Yeah. Like, that was a big one, or a big run. Yeah. Um, but, but even so. Even so, it was a great, still had a great, day. great day. And I know they were nervous without, like, they've been nervous in their running game without, um, with, uh, with some of their injuries yeah. that they've had. Uh, and even with Coleman having a slow day, they did really oh, well. That's been killing me in fantasy. I'm just saying yeah. That. Devin Coleman, I, I ended up dropping him in another league because I just I'm kind of done. I need need to make a playoff push, and um, he's that's, not doing that's it something for me. later on. I'm going to talk to you about. But yeah, anyways, definitely. Uh, but no, but 49ers did well on defense. Just think about this: they held the Ravens to 20, 
which is which one is of huge. the lowest, if not the lowest, for quite a while. Yeah. You're talking, you know, what, what, what is funny, I don't think people really realize, is this game was mostly a rushing game. This was not a passing game. It was definitely a rushing Both game. Both defenses really stopped that. Which is kind of surprising for me, because I, 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 I mean, I can speak mainly on the 49ers side of the, I mean, Lamar Jackson's yeah. an enigma. He rushes really well. But they have a really good run defense. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I mean, that was obvious. They kind of shut down uh, Mark Ingram. But yeah. Lamar still had 100 yards rushing. Yeah. And it's just he's so fast. He's so quick. He's elusive. Uh, it, it was really unbelievable. And oh, that yeah. is the one thing. If you can take, like, any team that's facing the the Ravens, like, you've got to kind of make him beat you passing the football. You can't make him. And I think they... I think they tried to do that, but the, you can't let once you let uh, Lamar just start running around, it's, yeah. it's you're going to be in trouble. You got to try to contain him as much as you it's, can. It's it's this weird problem where the Ravens are so well balanced offensively. If you try to contain Lamar and force him to stay in the pocket and pass, he has so many options that most teams can't cover. Yeah. So it's for for any other team. He's got some quick guys on the, he, he, on the it, fantastic roster, but also if you look at their play calling, you know the Ravens and both the 49ers, they both have some of the best coaching, some of the best staff. So the play calling all around was great. Um, I I would say this, I would not really be that disappointed if I'm a 49ers fan. No, I mean, because I I feel like if you played that game again, the 49ers would win. Played again, the Ravens are going to win. I. The only thing that I'll hurts the 49ers in this situation is yeah. they drop out of the first round bye. That is true. They now are the uh, – because Seattle ended up winning the yes. other night, which was also an equally great game. Yeah. Vikings played really well. Uh, yeah. We're not going to talk about it today, no. but it was a very good game. Um, but with that win with Seattle, Seattle yeah. beat the 49ers a few weeks ago. So now by head-to-head record, they are the head of the division and being 10-2 and two as well. And Absolutely. now they're the two-seed – in the uh, NFC. So it kind of stinks that you drop from being like the number one seed. Now you're like, but they can still go all the way though. Correct. They, they, they're still, I mean, it's crazy. I think there's what, there's five teams that are 10 and two. Yeah. Which is mind ball. The the saints, Pats, 49ers, Seahawks, Seahawks, Ravens. Yeah. I think that's the five. I think, but they're, uh, they're all 10 and two, which is wild. Well, think about, I think a lot of that has to do with the, uh, was it the NFC East? That is like the worst. Well, yeah, I mean, them giving everybody else wins. I'm just saying that's when you get one division that sucks. There's a lot of other divisions are going to get inflated whenever they have to face. But out that division, should be so. in, in the division. If you have a division that's just awful, like the one team that's good should benefit from that. Like, you know, yeah, one of the but... biggest like complaints about the Pats is they were in the AFC East, which has typically been a pretty rough division. You know, the Dolphins have always been bad. The yeah. Jets have had their years, but for the middle yeah. part, are bad. Bills, same thing. Bills are yeah. kind of Bills. Oddly well, enough, are a game out of first place in the division. So you don't sleep on the Bills right now. It's going to be a They're, close game, as the Cowboys learned. That, yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, that's going to be a big game in Gillette. Um, I mean, against the Pats in a few weeks. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, great game. Uh, and I look forward. I mean, the I mean the Ravens are just proving their case why they're yeah. probably going to be in the Super Bowl. They're very focused on being yeah. in the Super Bowl and winning a title. Ironically enough, I just don't think the game actually tells you a whole lot because we both expect them to both be in postseason, and they're still both going to be. 
So yeah, I think it just proved that that could be a Super Bowl matchup. I the only thing that for me it proved is Lamar Jackson is amazing. He didn't have to prove he, that game show didn't that, tell me anything. That I if didn't there were any know. doubters out there, because I've heard I've seen people say online, I've seen other people say, you know, hey, wait until they face a really good defense like San Francisco. And I was like, ah, you know what? All right, you're going to find out really quick. I mean, and the Patriots know, defense is ranked number one in the NFL, and uh, he tore them but, up. But after week eight, like, are they really? They, they've been sucking they're still lately. Pretty, they're either one or two. <sighs> they they, yeah, had, they had a um, – I mean, they, it, I mean, we'll get to it in a few minutes. But Yeah, that'll be later on. They – they, are still a top defense. They played yeah. pretty brutal last week, but um, I think they're still a top three defense in the league. Yeah. So. All right, shall we move on, on to, uh, to uh, the Bills Cowboys uh, game? Bills Cowboys game. Uh, There's a lot to talk about Cowboys? here. They... So, the Cowboys are so weird right now because it seems like if you take that roster and put it on a piece of paper and give them a half decent coach and say, hey, what do you think their record will be? Everybody's like, oh, they're going to be above 500, especially with the rest of the division kind of sucking. We look at the Colts, not really doing a lot. I mean, you know, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, that, that's the Eagles. Well, sorry, you don't, you get what I mean, though. Yeah, they're, they're still I mean, not in a great Eagles, division. They're in a terrible division. So still, the point is you would expect them to do better. They lost to the Bills. Now, to be fair, the Bills keeping them to 15, I think, is a big tell. I genuinely think Bills a have a tell. great defense. That That is massive to me. So, but the fact that offensively they were able to score that much on the Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys don't have a great defense per se, but nobody thinks the Bills' offense is anything great. I mean, hell, you know, a lot of teams could score that on them, but the fact that Bills did, that that for me was kind of a big tell. That for me was kind of crazy. So, the Bills could be, now they're wild card position right now. But they they could do something crazy. They're, they could. They're not. They're the number. They're one of the top wild card yeah. teams. But they're also a game out. If the Pats yeah. lose to the Chiefs and the Bills win, they will be tied in the. I mean, the Pats have yeah, the we, game advantage. But, but we they, know that's not going to happen. But I mean, it's close. Yeah. It could happen. It's it's. I think yeah. I think the Pats win this week. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be a close game. I. I yeah. And it's it's. It's scary. The Bills are right on their and, tail, and they're pressing Dak. Now, see, th- that's what I wanted to get with the Cowboys. It's not Dak's fault. I don't think so. He he was 32 for 49, which is a decent percentage, but 355 yards, two touchdowns. One Now, one interception does hurt. And he fumbled the ball. He, <laughs> that, he had a fumble yeah, in a yeah. in a um, in an interception, which but, you turn the ball over twice, that's not good. But I think for the most part, he played – as I think as best as, you, as best as you can consider with, I think there's just a lot of questionable play calls. I think so. Too. I got to be honest with you. I did not like the coaching. Well, I'll that. tell you right now. I mean, I know the Bills are a top, a top defense, but yeah. how do you not rush Zeke more than 12 times in a game? Well, that's... he's a top running back in the league. He had 71 yards <sighs> and 12 carries. How do you not rush him more? You gotta we, run. You he should be well, no. It doesn't matter the defense. He should be rushing the ball 20 times a game. Not only that, but you have to consider, after the first half, you saw that it was working. You're talking 5.9 average, and that was after even the first half he had some really good carries. Why do you not say, hey, guess what, mathematically, this is working out pretty well. We're going to stick with this. We're going to keep running it. Well, when you when you throw the ball 49 times, I think it was 49 times, yes. and you carry the ball under 20 total, and that's yeah, including no, that's not a good Dak ratio. scrambling. That's terrible. If if you are a team that's going to be relatively balanced when it comes to passing and rushing, 
you know, it should roughly reflect that. Now, the one thing that they did in the first possession in first half was they were looking to feed Amari Cooper. I thought that was yeah. a great idea. They were like the first possession, he must have had like I want to say five targets in that first yeah. first drive, and uh, he ended up finishing with eight receptions. But I think they got to do that more. They got to go out early and start gunning it to Amari Cooper and then getting Zeke a couple carries every drive. Zeke, Zeke, they should pound the ball. I mean, part of it was they got down early and they had to throw, which I get. But in the beginning of the game, they're not rushing Zeke enough. And they got to take advantage of having uh, a Pro Bowl running back, a top elite running back. And I think you're right. I think it's play calling. I think it's... um, I've heard there's some ownership problems as well. There's some problems with the owners. There's some problems with the coach. I mean, there's, coaching there's some instability is a big problem. in that team. Yeah, a lot of that comes from you know the top down. Yeah, and it just seems like with the Cowboys, there's a lot to be said with teams. You can look at a roster and have a fantastic roster if they don't work well together. Then you, as a coach or as an owner, have to do something about that and figure it out. And it seems like they are either not trying to figure it out or they're not trying to actively work on hey, what are our strengths? What are what are our weaknesses? How can we make this work? I just so, think a lot of people are calling out Dak, and I mean, he did turn the ball over, and he did miss some throw. I mean, yeah, he, but he missed a that, lot of throws, but I don't know. I think I don't think Dak's the problem here. I think they need a new. I think they need to honestly a new coaching staff. I think Jason Garrett's had yes. his time, but he's not doing a good job with this team. Something I would say, if you put those numbers and put a different name in front of it, people would have a big, a, a lot different story. If you put like another ten or fifteen different quarterbacks. I think it's because it's Dak and because there was a lot of hype around him. They're like, oh, you know, he, he doesn't have a fan. They compare him to like Mahomes and stuff like that and a few other people, which are going to be teams that are, you know, essentially shootout teams. They're going to get you, you know, by yeah. the 30, 40 points. That's not the situation with the Cowboys. So you can't compare those numbers. I'm sorry. Two different teams. On the other side of the ball, like on the other side yep. of the fence, Josh Allen. Look good. He was amazing. I think Josh Allen's a slept on player. Uh, and he's uh, slept on not only for his passing but his mo- mobility. Yeah. He's a pretty good runner as well, and I think he gets slept on a lot. Um, he's a great thrower. I, I have John Brown on my fantasy team, so I love a little uh, touchdown pass for him. Um, so that was a nice like trick play that they had yeah. going on. But Josh Allen is a good young quarterback. I think a couple of years ago that when the Bills drafted him, I think that was a great call for them. Because I know it was, I think at, when he was taken, uh, Rosen was the other quarterback available that was like top quarterbacks. Yeah. I think they made the right decision with this kid. I think he's really good. I, I think he's going to be a good quarterback for them in the future. And I think they he have is, a great team. They got a young rookie uh, running back, Singletary. He's yeah. pretty good. Frank Gore is a beast. Uh, John Brown, good running uh, wide receiver. Uh, and Cole Beasley, Beasley yeah. had a day. To shoving Damn it into half. the face of the Cowboys at in Dallas, yeah, his homecoming game. Like, I, I they have a pretty good team there, um. So I'd watch out. They 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 could make a splash in the playoffs. I love the potential I see on the team. Mm-hmm. Great so, coaching makes a big difference. Yeah, I th- the co- that's the other thing. The that's, coach is doing a great job with that yeah. down in uh, that, up that's, in Buffalo. That's literally the big difference between these two teams: good coaching and bad coaching, right there. Yeah. Besides, uh, our, our next game. Next game. This is important. This is big. So, Texans-Pats game. Now, before everybody gets on the, how should I say, the panic wagon here, I would not, I as a Pats fan, I really don't care about this loss that much. I mean, I care. I care about it. Uh, I, I, care I do about and I don't. It. I care about it. 
a loss does not loss hurts obviously however there's a lot of different factors with this game that i i feel like people need to talk about one don't blame tom brady for this he did as good of a job as you can 24 for 47 326 yards three touchdowns yes he did throw an interception yes he did have some questionable throws i will throw that in there that being said, I think he's doing the best he can with the roster. The biggest issue right now is their lack of depth offensively with a roster. And the biggest issue behind that is really you're relying on... Now, granted, James White it did show up, and same thing with Michelle. For the first time, but, James White actually... The first time in a while that I can remember, he was effective rushing the football. Which he, is great. Which is unbelievable. They ended up not even using Sony in the second... Like, they barely... Yeah. I don't think he got a carry in the second half. Um, but... But James White is your, one of the only people you can rely on. Uh, Julian Edelman is doing wonderful this year. Um, yeah. That's it. But th- that's well, this all is, I got. Well, what I was getting at here is we don't have, number one, we don't have a proper dedicated running back. And nope. Number two, where the hell is Sanu? He's, he, he was supposed to be a big pickup, and to be fair, was he a little bit overhyped? I will agree with that. However... You know, I, I, we needed him that game, and he was, you know. Now, here's my, th- here's a couple of takeaways from the wide receiver yeah. court. I'll start with Sanu that you, because yeah. you brought him up. Sanu, you know, I, and I'm guilty of this too. I was happy when we got him because yeah. it was like a brand new guy who was the, you know, an attractive guy. Had a lot of guy. potential. A lot of potential. Um, yeah. Veteran in the league. Yeah. We needed a wide receiver, so it was like obvious to get excited. He had that. Second game where he did unbelievable. It seemed like a perfect fit. You were like, all right, we found the guy. Here's my two things on Sanu. One, yeah. I don't think he's healthy. I think he's. Yep. they brought him back. Him and Dorsett, wherever Dorsett was yesterday. I don't think that – I mean, Dorsett made a big catch at the end. But yeah. I think that he they both aren't healthy right now, 100%. Mm-hmm. And two, Sanu, on the teams he's played he on in the NFL, he's been the number three receiver in every single case – He's not the three receive. He's not a star guy. He's for people that are yeah. thinking that he's going to be getting a hundred yards a game with like ten catches. He's going to be like Antonio Brown. You're no. wrong. He's not. He's not that guy, and he's not going to draw a lot. I mean, he'll draw some coverage, but he's not going to be like that difference making player. He fills a gap. He does not create Correct. The, board, the, the the backbone of your offense. Correct. So. I think that people are putting too much stock in Sanu. He's just, I think he's equal to maybe a little step higher than Philip Dorsett, but Philip yeah. Dorsett can at least boom a little bit more than him. Dorsett has more utility. Uh, I think Dorsett's I think he's more faster. Val- he's more valuable to the Patriots than Sanu. But um, Dorsett, too, is. I don't think he's healthy. Uh, ben Watson well, um, no made, a, made a great play, but he's not the answer. Lacoste is not the answer. No. Jacoby Myers, you know, they went back to him a few times, but yeah. he... He's a rookie. He's making rookie mistakes. And to kill Harry, they didn't look his way after the no. interception. So his confidence is shot. Like, I think that, you know, they got to try to build that up a little bit, and it's going to take time. I mean, Nikhil Harry, let's let's kind of back off him a little bit. He's First of all, he's a rookie. Yeah. He's never played in the NFL. He's, this is our, what, his... That was his second game. Yes. Third game. Second or third. Third, third game in the NFL. Um, on one of the best best team franchises 
in NFL history, playing for the greatest quarterback ever to play the game, for the greatest coach to ever coach the game, and for a Super Bowl contender where you're expected to perform as soon as you step on the uh, field. He's not going to do that. We're putting too much high expectations on this kid. Like, we got to have him learn the system. Part of it is hurt, and that stinks. But you got to have him learn the system. You got to have him learn a little bit. I just think everyone that's hitting the panic button is absolutely ridiculous. It's like, I mean, defense has got to get one more stop. The offense has got to play a little bit better. But it's like, I think, look at everyone that's saying Brady's like done is like absolutely foolish. He he threw over 300 yards. He yeah. had three, what, three touchdowns in the game. Yeah. He yeah. threw a pick that if a veteran's over there, I don't think that that's full. I mean, it was a bad throw. Yeah. It was, and then he was a dropped interception. There was a dropped interception that was a bad throw. But do I think he's a, the, to the top elite level that he was a few years ago? No. But I also think it's you look at who he had a few years ago. You had yep. Hogan, who was good at yep. the time, really good, had a great postseason. Yep. You had Danny, who he trusted. Yep. You had a lot. I you think had Amadoli, thing, you had Grock, you had Edelman. You had these this core group offensively that he had known for years, practiced with with years, and could trust because they were reliable. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I I genuinely feel like it's hard to gauge Tom Brady right now, simply because. How can you it, – it's like um, – how about this? It's like you buy a Ferrari and put it on really crap tires and then say, wow, this car doesn't handle very well. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it doesn't have anything to do. It, it can't perform well because of those limitations. Right. Same thing here. He is limited. And the, the other problem is, too, this is the one problem with Tom Brady. He's never been a running quarterback. This team would be completely different. Imagine if he could run. Yeah. Every situation has been – he can't throw it anywhere. That's the one limitation with him, and the Patriots need to understand, hey, he can't run. We have to have a good running back. We have to have people that can get the load off here and actually make something happen. So yeah. embracing James White as a, an effective running back and a decent receiver, like I'm all about it. The fact that we didn't really use Burkhead that much for a running back, whatever. But the point is they, they got to figure it out. They they got they two major voids like that they need yeah. to figure it out at. And, it, I mean, it's not going to probably happen this year, but they got to figure it out in the offseason. Gronk's not coming back, so you yeah. need to find a tight end. It's like it's getting ridiculous. Their whole yeah. offense is shut down because they can't – they don't have a guy to run – they're built around that. Yeah. They, the for thing. years, they like in jam situations, they go to a tight end. They don't have that. No. They need to help get help on the receiving core in the offseason. Yeah. And they need they need to, for the first time in a while, in a Belichick era, I think, they need to build up the offense. They did a great Absolutely. job building up the defense. They need yeah. to build up the offense now. And, I mean, now yeah. it might be hard because you may be losing Brady. And not for nothing, but I kind of want to rip on the defense a little bit here. Because here's the thing. I respect the Texans a lot. I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan. However, they still got 28 points. Deshaun Watson had a very good day. They got 28 points against what is arguably one of the best defenses in the league. Now, here's a problem. If you can't keep the Texans to under 21, what happens when they face the Chiefs this coming Sunday, who arguably have a much better offense, or at least a better offense, and they've been going on a tear? Not for nothing, that concerned me. I would have said, look, if the Patriots only got 14 points offensively and they kept the Texans to under 21, I would have said, you know what, the defense did their job. But the Texans putting up 28, they did not have an answer. And that concerned me. 
th- this is the problem is they've been riding their defense the whole time, and guess what? Now the defense, I'm not going to say they failed. Yeah. Because, to be fair, the Texans are tough. Offensively, they are really good. You know, Deshaun Watson has a lot of different weapons to use. Yeah. They have a lot of utility. They're really good. That being said, what the Patriots did have was a better defense, better coaching, and better experience. And all those factors combined, and they still couldn't do it. So hopefully this is maybe just, I want to say it's a fluke, but maybe it's I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a good team. Week. You lost to a good team, which yeah. is it's kind of scary because in the past, like last year, the reason yeah. I wasn't nervous going into the playoffs, last year we had a lot more losses. I forget what the final record, but I think it was yeah. like 12-4 uh, and four or something like yeah. that. But all of their losses that they had last year were against crap teams. Yeah, sub-500 teams. Yeah, right. It was, yeah, no team over 500. No. All the top playoff teams, they beat. So I was like, all right, they can yeah. I don't care that they can't beat the Dolphins. I'll yeah. I'll take my chances when you beat the Texans, you beat the Chiefs. <laughs> I like I'm yeah. fine with that. Those are teams you're going to play. Yeah. They're losing to good teams. They're losing they've lost to the Ravens and now the Texans. Two teams that they have a pretty good shot at yeah. p- playing in the in the first and, round or the second round. And this Sunday they got the Chiefs. And they'll play the Chiefs. All three of these teams, oh. they could technically, if they lose on Sunday, yeah. they may play all three of these teams in the playoffs. Which, as it is, they already they're already injury, or at least two of the three. That they already have injury issues. The thing is, they need to get the wins now because that buy, I really feel like it's going to be needed. They need the first round buy, and really, in my opinion, they need the one seed. They need to play at Gillette they, at they Gillette go. against. If it's the now, um, something going into the Ravens. Sunday game, something to consider is I don't think that the, the I saw I read a stat that was something like New England hasn't lost to anybody in the was AFC or NFC I forget which uh A they playing AFC AFC they have not lost to anybody in the AFC in a home game in something like ten years or something crazy. Well, they haven't lost a home it's, game in like it is in like stupid. two years or, so, or something like that. Hopefully, the Sunday they win. Yeah. Because th- this Sunday would be the big test. Do they do they see how the, what they got wrong with the Texans? Figure it out. But I think the only reason we're talking about the Patriots a lot is because there's a lot of concern going on. I and I think a lot of it, I think needs to relax. I think they got beat by a good team. Yeah. Um, it's not something that they should take lightly. They got to figure it out. Oh yeah. But I mean, chalk it up. Like it, it's it's everyone's got to play better. They had it in spurts. But they need to uh, they they tighten up a few screws and I think honestly I'll say it again if if anyone with some h- higher up power is listening go get Antonio Brown I mean Antonio Brown's digging himself a hole too which I can't put all on now Kraft because yeah, he keeps tweeting and it's getting old but and keeps posting Instagram posts and it's getting old if he just kept his mouth shut I could be like look he wants to play or t- post something every so often like. We need we need him. Shut him up. Put him on the field. It's like it's yeah. like uh, when I when when I used to sub uh, for high school. We have our little phone bin. When you walk yeah. in the classroom, when you walk in the Patriots facility, here's your phone bin. Throw it in the phone bin. Put your phone away for like when you're here, and then you can have it back after the season. Like yeah. just chill out for the next month and a half, two months, and play football for us and help us win a Super Bowl. Yeah. They have Antonio Brown. My worries about this offense are done. Like, I think, yeah. I mean, he's driving two people. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. They need Antonio Brown. I will agree with you. So, 
or uh, somebody like him. Or some, but there's no one available right no, now I, that's I like will him. Agree so with you, you need but... Antonio Brown to help you. If you want a chance to win the Super Bowl this year and be a contender, you need Antonio Brown on your roster. Yeah, I think that's their pri- they have to prioritize Super Bowl or not. Is it Super Bowl or is it Pride? Figure it out. Exactly. So that about wraps up. Uh, we can recap. So let's get into our next segment, Picks of the Week. This is our Picks of the Week. So do you want to start us off, James? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to do something pretty risky here, but I really want it to happen. Um, I want to go the Saints over the 49ers next week. I know it's a bold call. I'm aware. Uh, here's the thing. I have a lot of respect for the 49ers. Uh, they're a fantastic team. But I love the underdog story of the Saints. I love the fact that, you know, how Bridgewater really helped them out. And now they got Breeze. I, I just like the whole thing. I'd love to see the Saints beat them, to be honest with you. Uh, is it going to happen? Uh, I don't think. Uh, I think that it, they have a good Saint, chance. Saints are home, though. That's the reason. Saints are playing Saints at are home. Saints are home, so uh, it's 40, possible. 49ers are coming off a tough loss. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope it's you're wrong because I'm playing in fantasy football playoffs. I'm playing against Drew well, Brees. Michael Thomas, yeah, playing against some key guys on the uh, Saints team. So I hope they have a terrible week, but I think they have a good chance to somehow pull out a win. It'd be interesting. What about you? What are you, big guy? I'm I'm staying close to home, and I think New England comes back home oh. and gets their win against the Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs, okay. I don't think are as good as they have been in the past. When I, mean, I say past, last year and early this year. I don't know. They 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 pretty well stomp the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders are terrible. Last week. They are well, awful. Well, and I... the, and by the way, I'm not hating on the Chiefs because they were the one that secured me in my win of my. Uh, my uh, survivor, pool. survivor pool. So thank you, proud winner of the survivor pool. Uh, I went Chiefs last week over the over the uh, Raiders, and yep. they, you know, the Raiders are not playing that well. So I think that the Pats. I think Tom Brady's gonna. They're gonna be throwing the ball a heck ton. I yep. think that the rookies are, and I think I think one of either Nikhil Harry or Jacoby Myers is gonna have a big week. Yep, Julian will do great. James White will have a good week. Uh, I think it's just it's a terrible defense. I think the and that's why I ch- go with the Pats. I think the Pats have a really good defense. I think they can stop Patrick Mahomes. They've seen him more times than Lamar Jackson, or um, they've seen him more times than Lamar Jackson. And um, I think that they're gonna be okay. I think they'll. I think they'll very motivated for this week. Uh, shall we get to our next subject? Yeah, let's get up to so so we did this segment before with the NFL and now we're going to do it with the NBA because now that we're actually you know a few weeks in we can actually kind of talk about this month or two in yeah yeah you know now, now we're a little bit in so uh, let's get right to it with uh, Up to the Hype are they Up to the Hype I forgot how stupid that sounds <laughs> <laughs> alright that's a good one so basically what we're doing is it's again Up to the Hype I'm going to ask Big Red here about his opinions on some of the players in the NBA, and he's going to say whether they uh, they're up to the hype, whether they're not, whether they're good, bad, honest thoughts. Yeah, and now honest thoughts. I uh, I I know I think I know a few people on this list, but I do not know the entire list. So this is going to be uh, some of them are going to be off the top of my head. I have some suspicions on some guys, but well, well that's going to be we're we're gonna we're gonna find out first reactions. So we're gonna hit find me out. with my first first name. All right, so I'm going to ask you the uh, the first one here. Uh, let's go with Luca. Luca Doncic. Yes. Um, 
last year had a great year. Um, I think he is has lived up to the hype and, it, and possibly exceeded it. Yeah, he, he took a great first year and has just added on. He's one of the top players in the league, averaging thirty points, ten rebounds, and a nine point four assists. He's almost averaging a triple double, which only two other people have done. Um, it, it, I mean, the Mavericks are unbelievable. They draft. Uh, it's crazy. They draft Dirk. Have him for 20 years, the, yeah. one of the best. I think he's the best European player ever to come play in the NBA, and they quite possibly could have the next best or possibly better than Dirk. It's oh, hard wow. to say. It's early uh, in different player, but he is an unbelievable talent, uh, and it's hard. I saw a post today. I think it was either on Bleacher Report or ESPN or something. Yeah, yeah. And who is going to be the fate? If you were starting a franchise for the next 20 years, who would you pick, Giannis or D- Luca? And it's a, I mean, Giannis is an unbelievable talent, but Luca makes a great argument because he's young. He is a great scorer. He's yeah. been rebounding really well. Uh, he's kind of a bigger dude. He's 6'7, um, around there, 6'7, like 230. And I think he's a great talent and a big miss for many people last year in the draft. Yeah. Um, but I think he, he has exceeded the hype or lived up to it. Yeah, lived up to, maybe exceed, depending, but definitely lived yeah. up to. All right, I'm with it. Uh, what about Tatum? Tatum, I think he's another guy that, you know, there was a lot of questions for him coming into this, this season. Was he going to be take that step? And I think he has. I think he has. I mean, he's averaging 21-7-2. You know, he's looks more confident. I think Kyrie playing last year really hurt his growth for last year, and he had a down year. Um, but he's really becoming a leader on the Celtics. I think he is. Now, he's not my favorite Celtic on the team. I love Jason Tatum, but uh, there's a couple other guys that I, re- I, I, think, I, I think I personally like more. But... Jason Tatum is definitely taking that next step, and I think he has lived up to, and like lived up to those expectations that were maybe put on him last year, and has lived up to him this year. Okay. Uh, here's one. Uh, what do you think about James Harden? I mean, James Harden is a top player in the league. I I think that, um, you know, the guy's averaging almost forty points a game, and has like another top score like yeah. player with him. Um, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to say he hasn't lived up to the hype. Uh, he's, I, I mean, I'm not a big, I'm not a big James Harden guy, uh, but I think, I think, you know, he's an MVP candidate, so it's hard to tell. It's hard to say that he's not a, you know, lived up to the hype, I guess. I think the Rockets need to be better. You know what I mean? I think they're not. Yeah. Uh. But I think James Harden is playing. I think James Harden is playing very well. How about this? Uh, I want to hear your opinion on Kemba. Kemba, big Kemba guy, big big Kemba guy. I think that um, he is doing just as, if not better, than Kyrie last year. Okay. Uh, definitely better, like mentality wise. I I like. As a leader for the team, he's a hundred percent better, and his statistics aren't that bad. Like he's averaging over twenty, which is what you need from him. Uh, I'd like to see the assist numbers up a little bit, 
seven and five. I'd like to get that number up a little bit. But he's an all star, and he's the guy that is going to take that team and make them a like a East contender. Maybe not a championship contender, but a Eastern Conference Finals contender. And um, I just like him. I'm a big Kemba guy. He's one of my favorite people playing on the Celtics. Uh, his attitude is great, uh, and he's a great ball player too. Okay. He went to UConn too, so I like UConn. So that's a that's a plus. What about Trey Young? Trey Young, you know, I mean, we're doing all these guys that I I like. We need to get into some negative people. I feel bad. Well, I'm saying please. they lived up to the hype. Um, Trey Young, see, I I admit when I'm wrong. I wasn't that high on Trey Young when he came into the league, um, but I'll tell you, he's lived he's lived up to the hype and possibly surpassed it. He's averaging almost thirty. And almost in over eight assists a game. I I think he's playing unbelievable. Uh, he's a great. I think he's turning into a great leader for the Hawks. The Hawks are a you know they're a tough team. They're they're not that good right now, but they could build into something great. And a lot of that's going to have to do with Trey Young. I think they add another young couple young pieces to that team. And get a veteran guy in there, some veteran guys in there, and start rebuilding that franchise. I think they could be really a really good team. So one of the off ones that I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Uh, Danny Green from the Lakers. Um, you know, Danny Green's what he is. He's he's a complimentary guy. You know, I, I didn't really hear much hype over him per se. But, I mean, he's playing on the Lakers. I think he's going to benefit from having guys like LeBron and uh, AD on his team um, to help, like, set him up for more yeah. points, more shots. Uh, he's had he's had a couple of good games, but, I, I mean, I think he's just immediate. I think he's – where he is in his career is exactly what he's going to be doing. He's like a – Yeah. A supporting player. Supporting cast player, yeah. yeah. Okay, because the only reason I asked you that is I heard a couple of uh, sportscasters the other day who I'm not going to name from around here. That was uh, made a couple of comments that I thought were interesting. I might show you later what, on. What like but, what? Uh, I think blowing him out, of, blowing him out of the water a little bit in terms of kind of praising him a little too much. I mean, I think he's, he's on, I think he's playing pretty well, but I just don't see him as like a top player no. by any means. No. No. What about uh, Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons. That's one of the ones. Trash. There. No, I think he uh, is. I was gonna I say think not trash, he is but... definitely, definitely not lived up to the hype. This guy. No, that I can agree with. Uh, I. So I in t- what way? Like, like, in what way are you disappointed? Or is this just an all-around? I just don't think he's that as good as everyone says. Like everyone pra- praises him, uh, like around the league and like. They they dropped confetti for him hitting his first career three. The guy's been in the league for how many years, and he just hits his first three in in, in his career. Like, True. what are we doing? Like this is it's like everyone's getting a trophy kind of thing. Like it's it's he's he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he was hyped to be the next Magic John. Like not um gonna no. be like Magic, uh, but have like a big body, and he's. All right, I'm not even the biggest NBA guy, but I think we would both know that. I that's, just that's don't. I think he's so assessment. over overhyped. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like I, I'm not a, I'm not a big Simmons guy. I get he's good, but I don't know. I'm just, 
I I just well, don't get where the like the I mean I understand like his his like build is pretty good, yeah. but I just don't get where all this hype is coming from. Uh, he can't shoot. Yeah, he's a pretty good passer. But besides that, it's like that's pretty much it. Like okay. he he's I don't know. He's like he's average. He's like a, he's supposed to be a top guy in the league. He's averaging thirteen points a game. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, and he, I mean he's averaging six point nine rebounds, and he's averaging eight point four assists. Like it's like you're telling me you, you're, he's it. gonna be your franchise guy scoring thirteen no. points, eight six and eight. Like that's terrible. No, that's terrible. I mean, last year he had sixteen points, which was okay. I can see it, but I just don't see him. For your franchise guy to not to hit his first career three three years into his career is absolutely amazing in this NBA world that we live today. <laughs> Considering but, the bar is so high, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure, like, like DeAndre Drummond has a three. Like it, it's 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 amazing that this guy has not for the position he plays as a guy who handles the ball and like and is a distributor and. You know, is like this guy that's supposed to be a top player in the league yeah, to ha- yeah. average thirteen and hit your first career three, and it be like a celebration, like you just won the NBA title is absolutely sickening. The Seventy Sixers are a joke. I think they're the biggest frauds in the NBA. They're like they <laughs> they they play really well. They have a pretty good team, but I think they're the biggest fraud. Like to, to say that they have a chance to win the NBA Finals is sickening. They they yeah. it's they they're a bunch of frauds to be honest with you and you let J, they let JJ Redick go which is the biggest mistake of their lives because they have no one that can shoot the basketball Oof. no one there's no one that can shoot the basketball Bold. on that team they're not gonna uh, they're gonna lose maybe s- second round of the of the Eastern Conference playoffs second round that's my prediction yeah. okay okay unless they add someone now that could change if they add someone but or Ben Simmons puts on the like Mike shoes. But that's like he's not gonna. That's if they're depending on Ben Simmons to lead them to victory. That's well. That, good luck. That, to change it up, what do, th- what do you think about Embiid? I think he's overhyped too. I think he's a. I mean, <laughs> I think he's better than. Um, he's a lot better Simmons. than Simmons. But come on, like this this guy is made of glass. First of all, if Simmons isn't your franchise guy, then Embiid should be. He's now for a big guy. He's a pretty really good player he's you know he's tall he's averaging 20 points 22 points which i like he's getting the double double with uh 12 rebound over 12 rebounds a game so statistically wise i'm not i'm not too like i don't hate it but but he just like he i think he's made of glass and i think he's soft i think he I think he's like is a t- acts like a tough guy, but when it comes down to big games and big moments, I think he doesn't perform. But he's, I mean, so he's not a clutch player. Like when I it don't actually think he's matters, a he player, doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And that's a problem, especially in the I, NBA. Yeah, I agree. I, I. But to answer your question, up to the hype, like he's fifty-fifty. Like, like he's putting up the numbers, but he's putting up the numbers. But like, have how many of those games were against like? I mean, the, the opening day you played the Celtics. Opening day when they like had some new faces in there, yeah, and some injuries. I think the Celtics beat them every day of the week. Now, like, I, I yeah. I'm not, I'm not scared of the Seventy Sixers. And yeah. I think in when we did our power rankings, like a like a few shows ago, yeah, I had them like 
second or third, maybe? Yeah, um, two through four, somewhere Somewhere in there. In there. I yeah. might add them four. Um, but I, I I don't see why they'll be – they have no shooting. I, no. I, like, Joel Embiid can score no. five feet inside the – I mean, he has a – I don't know. I can't. I can't. I. I think he's. I think he's okay. And I. I would say probably last one to wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis. Now, because this is a different. Anthony Davis is different because he is a top player in the league oh, yeah. coming into this year. But a lot of people were asking how he would do on a team with LeBron and like how he would like they, how they handle that dynamic. How they handle a, that dynamic yeah. if you drop off like yeah. playing with LeBron or playing for the Lakers and. To be honest with you, I think he's lived up to the hype. To be honest with you, I okay. think he has been a great piece for them. It's easy. I think it's easier. It's a double-edged sword because you're playing with LeBron James, who is one of the best basketball yeah. players. He's arguably the best basketball player. I'm, I'm not going to get into that debate. Um, I think it's a. I think also it's an unfair debate, but I'll get uh, okay. Save That'll it for another, another time. Another Table episode. it for another time. Yeah. Um, but I think that he is. I think it's easier to play with LeBron. But it's also hard sometimes playing with LeBron. So I think he's lived up to the hype. He's averaging 26, which is really well. I thought he would be way below. I thought he'd be like 22 yeah. with LeBron and having yeah. like those complimentary guys on there's the a, team. Yeah, there's always so much space on the team for you to play. There's only so, so many yeah. shots that they can shoot. There's yeah. one ball. So yeah. I, I, I'm actually surprised <laughs> he's scoring 26 points a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when yeah. I looked that up. And he's, you know, he's nine rebounds. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see actually, like if he went Double down a couple points that. and yeah. got that ten point. That's why I'm like, yeah. that's why I keep going back on Joel Embiid. Like I rip him apart, but he is getting the double double, which is very important as a big man. Yeah, and um, like twenty and ten for your best, um, for your like a good big man, top big man is what you want. Um, so I think he is. I think he's living up to the hype. I think the Lakers are proving okay. why they're a top team. I had them at the top near my power rankings. Um. And I think they're going to be. Uh, you could see the Celtics Lakers in the fin- in the finals. That's a definitely yeah. a possibility, which would be pretty awesome to have LeBron and the Lakers versus the Celtics. That would be kind of cool. But I think he has lived up to the hype. All right, I like it. I like it. So that wraps about that about wraps it up for up to the hype. If you think yep. we missed anyone, or you have anyone that you want us uh, our opinions on, uh, feel free. Yeah, hit us in, up. Hit us up on Instagram or Twitter, and uh, we'll answer any questions that you have. Or if you don't agree with anything yeah. I said, feel it's, free to let us know. It's only an hour-long podcast. We can't get in all our thoughts yeah. about some of this stuff. So that being said, um, now that we are also a few weeks into the hockey season, we wanted to discuss uh, some NHL power rankings. <laughs> Yep. So, so James is going to give us his top 10 teams. Yeah. And uh, James, without further ado, who do you have at number oh, one? Bruins. You had the Bruins at number one. Bruins. Oh, come on. They're 23-5. and five. Are you joking? It's, yeah. they're They're dominating both offensively and defensively. I don't see any real major issues. They have a fantastic roster. Uh, yeah. If they don't... All right. I'm not going to say this that early, but to me, they seem like a clear... One of the two clear favorites to to win, to win the Stanley Cup. As long as they can stay healthy, I think they're a top favorite. Well, that's always been the that's the problem with hockey, though. It's, it's just so, it's so brutal. Yeah. Especially this year, now that I'm paying more attention to it, like I always watched a little bit, but like yeah, I was never like a big like no. huge hockey guy, but this year I'm but, starting to pay attention more. And like, man, 
Yeah. These people. Yikes. Uh, but that being said, uh, for second place, I was going to put the Capitals. They're 24 and 5. What. So they, they have a few major point scores, which I really like. They're not as strong defensively as the Bruins, although that is a slight objective measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cap was still fantastic with John Carlson and, and Alex just really performing well offensively. They could potentially take it to the Stanley Cup as well. So either one of those two teams, I am absolutely fine with. Okay. Then we got number three. We got the Blues, okay. which... Again, they're another great all-round team. They have been facing some difficulty here and there with some of their roster issues, but that's a whole different thing. Uh, so far, they have Alexander um, Steen doing really well. I think it's Steen or Steen. Yeah, Steen. There mm-hmm. we go. Uh, they have a new forward, Jacob uh, De La Ross, which that that was part of kind of their roster issue they were having. It's hard when you're when you're a team that, that, that high up in the power rankings getting someone new and kind of really affecting that chemistry, especially with hockey. Hockey's so weird about that. It, it's not... It, it just like with the NBA, you get any little roster change and it can really throw everything off. So the Blues are doing well. They're eighteen five and six. So the way I kind of look at it is the Bruins and the Capitals are kind of in their own league above everyone else right now. Okay. Just j- simply, simply because of the numbers advantage they have on everybody else. Uh, number four is actually the Avalanche. They moved up quite a bit. They they were about a month ago. They were like eighth place or tenth place power ranking. They they weren't really that crazy. They have had some issues with some people being uh, on on the injured side, but so far they're doing pretty well. They're sixteen eight and two, which is still great. That's still fantastic record. Uh, that being said, Nathan McKinnon has been doing a really a phenomenal job keeping them afloat. It's kind of an, I don't want to say it's a one man show. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it's it, it's been it's been a lot of him really pulling that line. That's good. So then we got five with the Islanders. They're again also 18 6 and 2. However, the only reason I have them below the Avalanche is simply because their roster I don't think is quite as good overall. But they had a couple of weird odd losses, which is weird to a couple of teams they really shouldn't have. But I, I know at the beginning of the season, with hockey especially, you got some weird roster changes you got to make. It's moving around. So it is what it is. They play more games, so it's not yeah. as concerning. You're but, figuring it out in the beginning of the season, yeah. getting your legs under you. So Because I'm, I'm doing the power rankings as of really looking at a lot of the data in the last couple of weeks, skewing more towards that rather than overall. Okay. But anyway, so I have the Islanders at five. They are a solid team. I'm just worried about their consistency. They seem kind of a bit of a hot, cold team. So yeah. keep that in mind as we move along. Uh, for six, we got the Oilers. Now, it's mostly been Connor, really Connor McDavid and, and, and Leon really running the show over there offensively. James Neal is doing a decent job helping out, but you, you can't you can't rely on just two people. Now, that being said, I know with hockey there have been – many teams <laughs> throughout the years that have kind of had one or two major players that have really done it. But because of how injury prone it is, I dislike it when any team relies on just a couple of people. Yeah. But that being said, the Oilers good point, are good point. again, you know, they're, they're good all rounders. So then we move on from there. I got to move by a little thing here. Then we got the Toronto hmm. Maple Leafs. These guys actually came up. They were uh, beginning of the season. They were not anywhere near the top. They were like 15, 16. Yeah. They're now up to seven. Which, now, a few weeks ago, they were brought up to 10, then they brought down a little bit. They're all over the place. So, again, they have another really well-rounded team. 
Uh, something to consider is I know they were higher on the average when it when it comes to penalties, so that's something to look at. There was another team actually on the list I forgot to mention. I'll look at it later, but there, there's a couple of teams on here that I want to look at that I dislike teams immensely that have a lot of penalties. Because yeah. for me, that's carelessness. I know in hockey there's some there's some penalties that are part. Of, it's part of the game. Yeah, I I, I understand that 100. percent But I dislike teams that are careless. So I know the Maple Leafs were also kind of in that boat. They weren't as bad as a previous team that was on the top 10. But anyways, they have the Carolina Hurricanes. They're 16, 11, and one. So again, another really good ranking. Again, another you know fantastic um, time having the season. The only problem with them is they were fifth. So, especially even a couple of weeks ago when I did the power ranking, they were like in, I had them at fourth, I think, fourth or third. So they've yeah. kind of really moved down. They just had some issues figuring it out. So the, it, roster problems with them have really yeah. been an issue. I think it's six and I think it's six and four in their last ten. It's yeah, but I mean it's a long season, like you said. So it's yeah. and with hockey, it's so weird. Thing, right. Things flip so quickly. Yeah. Now you got the Dallas Stars, fifteen, eleven, and three. Now, I honestly don't have a lot to say about them. They just seem like a solid team. Nothing, no, no highs, no lows for me. I don't really have a lot to. Yeah, middle of the road, middle of the road. Yeah, they're they're they they dropped a little bit in rankings, but I mean, like they're they're about where they should be. The big thing is with the San Jose Sharks dropping up from seventeen to ten. That in hockey, that's a big swing. So. It it's been interesting. They they've won eleven out of the last fourteen games, which that shows a major sign to me that hey, they're becoming more consistent. They figured things out offensively mostly, which was more of their problem. So hopefully we'll see how it happens, but hopefully the uh, the sharks will stick with it. But that so far is at least at this point on, on the fourth of December yeah. my current power rankings. Now, I anyway. think it's kind of interesting going with that. Like, last year, when we look at last year, the Blues were in last place right. as of, like, a month or so before the end of the season. And yeah. they ended up winning the NHL, yeah. the Stanley Cup. It's so weird. It's we- Hockey's just such a big momentum if, sport. If you have one roster change, it changes the dynamic. Even more so almost in the NBA. Momentum. It's, it's Momentum's it's huge, like, in this game. And that's why I love playoff hockey. It's, like, yeah. it's such a momentum feeling in the any like when you watch the games uh and once you get hot it's hard to stop so i think uh you know if a team isn't in the power rankings right now i wouldn't be surprised that they're in it by the end of the season i wouldn't be surprised if we do power rankings come two months from now and literally the only two teams on it are still we'll probably have just the uh the bruins and the capitals and that's it then maybe the blues that would be wouldn't surprise me because I was going, actually, a little side note, I was looking through kind of historically, I guess, how the power rankings change with NHL. Because, again, I'm just starting to kind of pay attention. And usually it's it's so different than football. Because with football, you kind of get a general trend after the first couple of weeks. You're like, all right. Yeah, you know. Who's... We know we know who's sitting where within the first few weeks. You're like, right. you see, you look at, but with hockey, it is so weird. Especially some of these teams, you get to the third uh, third quarter. And, well, not the quarter, third uh Period. Thank you, brain. Uh, get to the third period, and then you're like, "Oh, you know, we're up by four, and we're gonna lose." I know. It's it, it's, it's such a crazy sport. It's it's so weird. Uh, but that being said, feel free to comment and let us know what you think of our power rankings so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, feel free to you know roast me in the comments. <laughs> let me know. 
So, with that being said, I think it's time for our last segment of the show. Oh, really? Is it that time? I think it's that time. Wow. You know what time it is for? No. The, it's, my, it's my first time here. I have the first time here? Now. Welcome. Yeah, oh, thank you. I don't know how I got in. I just walked right in. We got. There's no lock on that we, door, so you just We got to right touch in. up security a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. We had all those people in here the other day, too. I know. The crowd and everything. Man. I don't even know where they went. Ugh. Anyways, people's topic. The people's topic. All right. So this people's topic comes in from someone named uh, Jack. We actually, he has a podcast too, so we may have him on oh, wow, in that'd a be few cool. weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm also in fantasy football with him. Uh, so we have a lot of fun in that. Uh, but he said uh, he would like to know. What would you like to know? Oh, should steroids, should steroids users be in the Hall of Fame? Oh, there's now is that sports in general or just he MLB? He was thinking mainly in the MLB where, and I get it because that's where it's kind of a problem, mostly. Oh, but it all depends on how, that's really a perspective discussion. At least because I I don't know about you, but the way I kind of look at it, at least is we 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 all know a lot of guys. Until the 2000s were writing like hell. We all know there, were, there was a long list of guys that were using questionable substances. And to be fair, it kind of was on the MLB for, you know, not either testing properly or having set standards or anything or really communicating stuff. It well. wasn't known know as a major problem back yeah, in the day. But a lot of them did it. Like, sure. like, like a... I don't want to say a majority, but a large portion of them. And really enough, that's within any sport. I know MLB has been the one that was cracked down on mostly, but you know, there's also, there's a big thing with cyclists as well with a lot of the top ones using steroids. And it's, it's been with a ton of different sports. I would say, I would say they're still in because they still did it. Yes. With the help of steroids, but steroids doesn't make you good at hitting a ball. Just let it's lets you help it hit a little further and help you recover. Yeah. Like, I don't think it, it erases the skill. I just think you put a little asterisk and be like, used steroids. That's it. Just, you know. Well, a couple things. My, my opinion, like, my part of the Hall of Fame, like, looking at the votes and stuff. Um, my first problem is, and I mean, some people may not agree with this or not. I don't like when people say, like, the fact that you get 10 years, I think, or 10 votes to make the Hall of Fame. I don't like that. Like, like, uh, like Schilling and Clemens are on their eighth year, I, I believe, or yeah. something like that. Um, I know that. I think they're on their eighth. I think you know, there's another guy that's on there. His ten, uh, Larry Walker, Bonds is on yeah. his eighth. Manny's on his fourth. Like, I don't get what's happening in the eight years that is gonna that gets you that little bit more of a vote to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And the reason there is, is it's this objectiveness. Uh, not object. Um, subjectiveness. Subjectiveness, yeah. excuse me, of if you like the person or not. And that's something I can't stand. Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. He was a dominant pitcher in his day. He may, He has a couple rings. Yeah. He had big playoff games, big playoff moments. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, did he cheat? Yes. He used steroids, but he wasn't the only one that cheated. Like he I think that like you said, people didn't get caught. He got caught. But to be fair, he does have the home run record. 
Yeah. It's like I think he should be in. But the fact that I just don't agree with this whole I mean, to answer your question, yes, I think that I think I think he that like they should. And it's the same my argument with Pete Rose. Like Pete Rose is banned from the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is one of the best hitters ever to play the game. And he gambled on sports, so that means he can't be in the Hall of Fame. It doesn't negate the fact that what you still did. He didn't even use any pro- no. in performance enhancers. He just gambled. I've never like, agreed with that decision. Either. I think, I, and I think the MLB slowly over time is moving towards lifting that ban. But I think it's just it's 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 ridiculous that he, in that specific case, has been kept out of the Hall of Fame for even though he's known as the great one of the greatest hitters. Um, yeah. switch hitters, mind you. He's like over 300, average 300 lifetime on each side of the plate. That is unheard That's of. unbelievable. He's one of the greatest hitters of all time. Um, did he make a mistake? Yes, but it's gambling. Like, let, let's grow up a little bit. Like, let's get a suspension and move on. Um, which, and I mean, I mean, the guy is like, what, in his 60s, 70s? Let's let it, let's, let, let's, let's forget it. But I think... So to answer your question, yes, I don't think steroids should keep you out of the Hall of Fame because who's to say like who did what? But the subjectiveness yeah. in the Hall, like Kurt Schilling, because of his beliefs, is out of the Hall of Fame. It's not because of how he plays. Clemens steroids, Bond steroids, Manny, Manny, Manny's Manny. But like, I don't think you should. I don't think the. I don't get how the vote changes in eight years. How do you gain more yeah. votes? You're not playing. No, it's not like oh this year he you know he's had a great year this year let's add him in like he had a great to add to his career he didn't like the no. person d- didn't play so how is that helping him make the Hall of Fame? It's stupid waiting a year. It's the subjectiveness. I see. I, I don't like that at all. I think and I think it should be one year. You're eligible to be in the like Derek Jeter this year is the fa- first ballot Hall of Famer. That's because the Hall of Fame is getting watered down with so many people. Hall of Fame is meant to be something special. The thing is, what what is the? They have no actual criteria, for what makes it into a Hall of Fame. What they should have to say is, hey, you have to they be have in the criteria. To- well, I mean, they don't they, have like statistical well, that, criteria, that, that, but they have like going. years. They have like yeah, but well, how it should be is they should say, hey, you have to be either in the top one percent of players in this category for this amount of time, or you have to do something that was either setting some sort of record or something that actually matters. Right. And that's the problem is when you're talking about it being watered down, if you have people in the Hall of Fame that not for nothing, they were important, but did they really do anything that special? Right. Like I, I, I you know, I th- I'm trying to think of an example, but there's some players that were great players in the league, but they didn't change the game or they weren't like didn't have World Series rings. They didn't have all this stuff. Yeah, th- that's they hard to justify. If yeah. you don't win a World Series, how can you be at all time? But... Like no. Kurt Schilling, I, I he should be in the Hall of Fame right now, in my opinion, and I think it's just based yeah. on his political views. To be honest with you, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with. I don't like. I'm not saying I agree with Kurt Schilling. It shouldn't enter in though. But subjectively, looking at his career, I think he deserves it. Well, objectively, statistically, he is really good. One of the best. He was a great player. And more importantly, he has a World Series. He has two. He has two. Oh yeah, two. I forgot about the other one. Yeah. Like I, so, I just I don't get if you got the rings to prove it and the stats to back it up. And he had so many big game like big moment games. 
You know, he had the World Series MVPs. He he has three World Series. Excuse me, he didn't have two. He has three World Series. I forgot he had one before he came to Boston. So if he has three World Series, not just the rings, but MVPs. One World Series MVP. You know what, though? If you're a World Series MVP, I'm not saying that automatically qualifies you, but that's a big achievement. Yeah. That that's you should at least be very very considered. I think for Hall of Famer. I just think he was a really good player, um, and for so long he was you know for almost twenty years he was a dominant pitcher in this league. Yeah. Uh, and he deserves it. I think he deserves the nod. Uh, he was a six-time All Star. But my point is, if you're not going to put him in the Hall of Fame, why are we waiting eight years to keep voting him in? Yeah, it's weird. Like, you got to make a decision. Either the stats prove it or they don't. Right. That, that's my thing. What's happening in the last eight years is that Kurt Schilling's gaining a little bit, more, a couple more votes each year. Same thing with Bond. Same thing with Clemens. Like, now, because now Clemens is doing a bunch of public things, like Getting going back in the, in public, the spotlight. Trying to, and that's stupid if you have to get political to get into the Hall of Fame. Right. Because that's what stupid. you're doing. You're basically trying to, you know. Win people over. Hurt. Yeah, no. And it's it's supposed to be based on your career. It's solely career. Yeah. No, I'm I'm 100% with you. But I know we got a little bit off the question, but that, that's just something that has always bugged me but about But I think we both fame. answered the question, though, yeah, which is... I think, I, think I think we both ended up agreeing with that. I think that... Or, I, hear me out, I have another solution. Why do we have a league where no steroids or enhancements are allowed at all, and another league where people are allowed to go insane? Just be like, you know what? You sign up for it, you do what you want. That's, that's what the XFL needs to be. Just let, let go of the leash. Be like, all right, y'all do whatever you want. Maybe... I mean, I don't know. That'd be crazy. It's called men's leagues. <laughs> um, but Anyways. yeah, and okay. I mean, also kind of looking at the Hall of Fame because I'm looking at num- the people first ballot guys. Derek Jeter is going to be the first ballot, and yeah. he'll be he'll get in this year as he should be. Derek, yeah, Jeter he is, earned it. He he's earned a it. Hall of Famer. But like a guy like like Cliff Lee, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame player. It's his first year eligible. I don't think he should be. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Like I, I just don't, I don't see it. Yeah. I mean, he has a World Series ring, and he had, he had some unbelievable years. I think he had, uh, yeah, not making the case. He had, for well, it, he had a Cy Young, and he had some All Star appearances. But he had an ERA. The point is, they need to establish this is roughly the line of where you need to yeah. be in this position in order to become a Hall of Fame player. He had a good it's, win. That, loss that, that's percentage. it. Just be more he consistent. Be a, he may be a Hall of Famer. Now that I'm looking at his stats, we, we, I thought well, he was better. Well, you overtracked that statement. Yeah. But either way, let's uh, let's let, let's wrap it up and just yeah. say that, uh, you know, I get it. Yeah. I I'm think, 100% with you on that. I think that, so to answer your question, I think, you know, I kind of would look past it a little more. But if your bottom line is if you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer from yeah. the first vote. Shouldn't be this, oh, it took him 10 years and now he's in the Hall of Fame because it's his last no. year eligible. Stupid. That's dumb. But uh, so that wraps it up. Yeah. Uh, for us today, um, do yeah. you have any closing thoughts, James? No, I think we're good. I, think I can't wait till this next week in the NFL. Yeah. Let's Big. go, Pats. Let's go. Good luck in your fantasy football leagues. Good luck um, Good luck if in everything yeah. in life. Yeah. Good luck good in luck life. all around. I like it. Very have positive great, way to end it. Very positive way. We try to be positive yeah. here. Yeah. Have a great week, everyone.